for your free matched bet. Go to paddypower.com forward slash two mics. Terms and conditions apply. The referee, in you know, just to defend the referee, although I don't know why I'm defending a referee who made such a dreadful mistake, but the referee is the only person in the world who doesn't get the chance to look at a replay. All the people watching it on live TV get a replay, right? All the fans can get a replay by pulling out their iPhones and, you know, and, yeah. and having a look. You know, the iPhone, the same thing that people listen to us on. You can actually access the pictures and have a look at them again, no problem. Um, millions and millions of people on Match of the Day will see it. Alan Shearer sees it. Hansen sees it. Gary Lineker sees it. But the only guy who doesn't get an action replay is the referee. It's ridiculous. It's a very fair point. But again, yeah. you go back to goal line technology. You go back I don't want to goal line technology. Kind of, what you're, dis- you're saying yeah. then is that the referee should see a replay. All I'm saying is that in that tunnel where the players come out, if there was just a television showing Sky, they would that the fourth official could just step back two paces, have a look at the replay and say that wasn't, a, that wasn't even a Foul, yeah, but I think that off. crosses over the goal line technology, it's, it's, the it's, whole thing. It's common sense. You, yeah, but so is goal line technology. No, it's not. Goal line technology is all about science and did the ball go over? Where was? The, where is the chip in the ball and all that? I don't want all that. I want... Well, they're, they're, uh, let uh, me tell you yeah. tell you what they're doing. They're trialling yeah. Hawkeye at uh, St Mary's in Southampton. I know, but it, it's ridiculous. I don't want that technology in football because the reason I don't, is... I don't think you can have one or the other. You so. can, look, I'm not talking about technology. I'm talking about common sense. Isn't it nice to start with a row? It, Listen, common sense means somebody can go... I thought we were getting on so well. We are getting on well, don't worry, don't worry, (laughs) don't worry. I've just got to make this point because it's my team. The point I'm making is this. Common sense dictates that the referee should have at least as much access to information available as the fans in the crowd, for goodness sake. Otherwise, the fans in the crowd say, you're a numpty ref, he gets all the stick, he gets a... uh, Not an armed guard, we don't have armed guards in football grounds in this country yet, but he he gets a security guard off the pitch. But let's get back to the actual crime itself. It sport the game for me. Well, it sport the game for me. Because I thought... I thought that could have been a great, great derby. It, it would have been a great derby, and and I, I reckon old Jack would have, uh, you know, would have been a major player in it. But so what they should do is. What they should do is now, the next time Everton play Liverpool, and Liverpool have to agree to this solution, because it's only fair, um, Everton should be allowed to play the first 70 minutes of the game with 12 men. (laughs) No, no. Here we go. No, no, come on. Look, you're only laughing because you can't get it into your head that this is a practical solution. Sometimes I can't work you out. Well, I don't care whether you you can work me out or not. What about justice? You've been a serious sports journalist, haven't you? Your whole career. And then you come up with... That's no, waddle. Listen, the problem is not enough people expand their minds to take in, you know, think the unthinkable. That's what I say in life. Always think the unthinkable. <laughs> You've certainly think done that there. Th- All right, well, I'll give you another solution then. If yeah. if um, if if you won't accept that Everton should have an advantage for 70 minutes next time to they have play 12 Liverpool. men for 70 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Well, why not? Well, I'll tell you what they should do then. They should do this. They should The FA should write to Liverpool and say, in lieu of the fact that that player should not have been sent off, in lieu of the fact that it was an unfair competition, we've decided to deduct two points from you, i.e. they don't get three, and award one point to Everton. Because we're going to say that the game will have stand at the point it was at when old Jack was sent, young Jack was sent yeah, but off. You, you know how football works. Well, I'm sorry, but it's it got to change. Swings and roundabouts. It's got to change, it mate. evens itself out it's over got to the change. season, doesn't it? It's got to. Ch- it's got to change. Honestly, and it really has got to change because the the problem is the rule book was written in 1863, and in 1863 there was one way of thinking. There's now a, 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 an absolutely new way of thinking, and the new way of thinking has got to be that man has got to adapt. To modern, hey, talking about man adapting to modern life. What was that survey you were telling me about? Oh, I tell you, this is hey? amazing. But man you... has got. I mean, eighteen. 1860- Man's got to move forward. Well, well, let me and tell you this: in eighteen sixty-three, when I keep I keep uh, banging the drum on this, when the uh, when the FA rule book was written, average height of man five foot four. 
average height of a goalpost, eight foot. The goalpost got to go up to eight foot six. I've banged the drum on that for years and I'm not going over it again. But my, you know, my, my evidence on this one is proven. And what's this? What's this well, um, if reports published in the Future Journal. The Future uh, Journal? What's uh, that? Uh, it's a Future Journal looking into the future. The Future uh, Journal. Yeah, mm-hmm. you see. So yeah. A bit of research. Are two believed in 100,000 years' time, yeah. humans... 100,000? 100,000 years' time. Hey, humans, Mike, Mike, that's so far off. Who cares? Well, I think you should. You should very much care about this. In the year 2525. Oh, let's not start singing. I listened to last week's pod. man is still alive. <laughs> what was the name of that group? Uh, it, was, it, it was something like Zinger and Winger or something. Zinger and Winger. Yeah, it was something like that. Wenger yeah. and. <laughs> it was, it was, it I was. did not yeah. sing that song. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. So, go well, it, let yeah. me go back then. Zinger if reports are to on, be, yeah. if reports published in the Future yeah. Journal are yeah. to be believed in a yeah. hundred thousand years' time, yeah. humans will have divided into two subclasses. <laughs> now, I've got a copy of this very wordy report from Dr. Curry, mm-hmm. and I've studied it in from depth. Who? I'm sorry, who? Dr. Curry. I've studied. I studied it in depth. Make from, mine a biryani. Yeah, no, I studied mm. it in depth from mm. every angle. Mm. And it seems yeah. that the upper class will be tall, slim, healthy, attractive, intelligent, yeah. and creative. Is, a far is, is, cry. Is a mm. far cry from mm. the underclass mm. who will mm. evolve into dim witted, ugly, squat, goblin like creatures. <laughs> Who's that remind you of? Am I laughing? No, but no, you... No. <laughs> no, but I am. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. In the near future, mm. say a thousand years... How tall years, are you? How tall are you? I'm six foot two. What right. are you? Uh, five foot nine and a half. That, that's you, then. You're sort in, of. You are in. You're definitely in the underclass. In the near future, L- say a thousand years from now, mm. humans will evolve into giants between six foot yeah. and seven foot tall. Well, that's what I keep telling you. And play you. for Stoke City, grouchy. Mm. Mm. Men, mm. listen, this is where it comes into your... This is yeah. where you need to listen. Yeah, go on. Men will exhibit symmetrical features, mm. look athletic yeah. and have squarer jaws, yeah. deeper voices and Bigger, bigger appendages. Feet. Yeah. <laughs> then yeah. we start in the 100 metres, two steps behind the line. Yeah. Women, on the other hand, mm. will develop lighter, mm. smooth, mm. hairless skin, mm. large, clear eyes, glossy yeah. hair. This process so can like be reversed if mm. they utter those two little words, mm. I do. Yeah. Radical differences will be ironed out by interbreeding for yeah. producing a uniform race. Really? Uniform race. Uh, Do you like that, that idea? Well, it, 100,000 years' time, I really don't care. You know what I mean? I don't think the world will be around in 100,000 years' time. If you think that you and I are only aware of having gone through 2,000 years, because yeah. that's as much history as we really know about. Well, there was the Dark Ages. Of course, there was the Dark Ages. Do you know what the Dark Ages was? But you don't know that dark. You just you just went to school. You just dark ages the dark is when ages. Rupert Lowe was chairman of Southampton. Well, wasn't it? It, it might well have been. It might well have for been for me. Yeah, for for you, sure. But the dark ages was actually when the Romans left Britain. For we have no idea what happened for the next four hundred years. Do you know that? Well, there's no history. There's no history of what happened in the in the four hundred years uh, up to four hundred A.D. Because right. the Romans left around about. BC, didn't they? But when BC hit AD, if you understand what I'm saying, you know, that's not the name of a group. That's, a, that's an historical uh, break <laughs> in, in, in time. BC, AD, ACDC, what is going on? No, no, what happened was the Romans fled because it all went wrong. You know what I mean? Like Rome was burning and the Picts came over the wall and all that kind of stuff. So the Romans pushed off back to Rome, actually. 
Did uh, believe it or not, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, just, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. know why. And, uh, and what they left, what and then, and then we went, hang, hang on, we went back to this country about a thousand years. So all the roads got overgrown. We didn't find out the Roman roads were in until about the 13 or 1400s, you know. Did we not? Well, it was forest. Don't you realise that? I mean, we're in like uh, Surrey here, right? Okay, in our, in our beautiful recording studio, okay? Yeah. And uh, there's quite a bit of uh, countryside around us. But that used to be the whole of Britain. If you wanted to walk, uh, in the year like 1350 or something like that, if you wanted to walk from, say, London to Winchester, there was no M4 or anything like that. And if you wanted to go from Manchester to Leeds, there was no M62. There was just a lot of forest. And everything what, in was, 1400? Yeah. I, I, everything was a forest. Yeah. Everything was a forest, you know. Okay. But, but, but that's, uh, that's the way it was. But listen, let's move on. Let's move on. Um, when was the last time you used a phone box? Seriously, when was the last time you used oh, a phone that, box? That's, that would be a few years ago, to be fair. Uh, I can't remember the last time I ever used a phone box. And do you know what else? I reckon if I did use a phone box now, can you imagine this? I don't think I'd know how to use it. Would you? Would you know how to use a phone box? Well, you, I, well, I saw... Well, do you vague, dial the I, number first? Do you put the money in first? No, you, you, I vaguely remember when the last time I used a, a phone box, yeah. you're talking about the red phone boxes, aren't you? Yeah, I am, I suppose, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. so the last time I used a phone box... Yeah. Lift the phone, yeah. Get the dial tone, yeah. Ring the number, yeah. And then it'd go, do 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 do. Yeah, but I think it changed. In. I think it changed. You see, when I, yeah, when I lived in America in the eighties, it was completely the other way around because they make sure they get your money just for using their phone, even if you don't get it through to your number. You see. <laughs> oh, really? So you pick up the phone, you put a, a dime in or a quarter, then you tap out the number, and then it's either there or it's you no. Know, that's the American version. That's another great sound effect. Not only are you great at impressions, That's quite good, though, isn't it? you're good at sound effects. <laughs> I remember ringing so many numbers in America and that. That's what you got, was it? Yeah, and then and then somebody, uh, God, Martin, sir, can we help you? You know, and that kind of stuff. Uh, but um, I remember when I came back from America, I didn't have to use a phone box in this country because of that very reason. It's, it's different. Anyway, look, the reason I'm talking about phone boxes is this. I've had a great idea. I've started going to church again, you know, on, as, whenever I can. Have you? Yes, I have, yeah. I think church brings you back some sort of the values that we've lost in modern life, you know what I mean? There's a tranquility about it. There's a calmness. Uh, you see families going there with their kids and the Harvest Festival and all that kind of stuff. And I take a packet of tea, you know what I mean, for the Harvest Festival. What do you offer now? <laughs> you don't push the boat out, well, you, don't you? Well, you know. You're sorry, yeah. I don't believe a word you say. Do, so you're I telling do. me you're now going to church. I do go to church, and it's not something Get that, that you should it. mock people. Hang on, hang I'm on. I'm not mocking hang you. On, hang on. I'm hang just on. saying I don't yeah. believe a word I, you say. I, I can tell you the church I go to. I go to one in Alverstoke. Yeah. Right, you know where Alverstoke is? Yeah. It's, uh, it's down on the south coast. Hampshire, Gosport, yeah, yeah, Fairway. That's, right. that's right, absolutely, yeah. And sometimes I take um, sometimes I take uh, a packet of butter, or or sometimes, <laughs> sometimes uh, no, I do, do. Or sometimes. So why do you take a packet well, of butter to church? Well, because you... it's, it's a harvest festival thing, you know, and you, or, or a jar of jam, or yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah but or, harvest festival happens once a year. Yeah, but they start collecting real early. Seriously, you know, and <laughs> the and butter's going to be a bit of a state if you take it in March. No, didn't no, it? no. They got the vicar's got a like a fridge in the vestry <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? You know, no, you do. And then, and then when the harvest festival comes around, they put them all in uh, in wicker baskets and they send them off to hospitals and things like that. You know, it's our yeah. contribution. But anyway, look. So I, I had this thought. I had this. Th- no, 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 really. Yeah, I mean, don't say milk and stuff like that. It goes off, obviously. Well, so does butter, but, by the way. 
No, it doesn't. No, butter doesn't if it's cold. It's like, you, can, you can keep it for it ages. No, you can't. It you can't. can't last forever. Well, that's for a long time. Yeah. Anyway. You need a woman in and, your and, life. And, and, well, do you know what I do to pay the bills? No, I'm, <laughs> I'm serious. I don't mean that rudely. I don't mean that rudely. But all my mates who are married, right, yeah. they don't have to take days off every now and then to open the mail, find out that the house insurance needs renewing, find yeah. out that, you know, they've got to respond to, you know, uh, some council tax demand or something like that. That's all done by the wife. So you're, you're saying it's a woman's job? It's a bit sexy, well, I'm, surely. I, I'm not saying it's a woman's job, but I'm saying is a lot of women do spend... You just, what you're saying yeah. is, you, you, yeah. let's try and sort of get you out of trouble. Yeah. You need a partner. I'm, I'm not in trouble. Somebody to support you. No, I... Somebody, I, that, I, to, somebody that you can love, share your yeah. life with, and somebody you can discuss yeah, your bills good. with. Yeah, that'd be good. What, sort yeah. of, what is your yeah. ideal partner, then? Well, my ideal partner is somebody whose life fits in with mine. Right. Right, OK. And and the reason the search is still on for the first Mrs. Parry is I've never been able to achieve that equation. You see what I mean? Do you think you know, you're being too choosy? Well, no, I don't think I'm being too choosy. But if I get up very early and I want to spend a lot of time working and reading newspapers and, and, and doing things and, and football comes into it, I don't want to be selfish, but what's the point of shacking yourself up with somebody whose life you're going to make miserable, you see? In fact, I, in fact, I'm the least selfish person I know. I know a lot of people who got married knowing it probably wasn't going to work and they'd inflict misery on the partner that they were marrying. And they're the ones who should be condemned in life, not me. I've sacrificed, you know, <laughs> I've sacrificed a family life, bringing up children and, and the domestic bliss that a lot of people in, enjoy for the sake of not ruining somebody else's his life. How about that? Well, you're ruining my life right <laughs> well, now. Yeah, well, yeah, but you know, unfortunately, you get paid for getting your life ruined. You, yeah. you, you don't, you don't pay. Well, that's really considerate but, of you, but, but you still on, haven't told me ideal right. woman. Well, I've just told, I've just yeah, told you. I'm, I have I'm, just told I'm you. thinking about hair colour. I'm uh, thinking about personality. Look, I'm look, thinking about I tell size. You what, I tell you what. Very soon, there's a new show coming on TV, and it's something to do about Pan Am uh, air hostesses in the '60s, right? Yeah. Apparently, they were the most chic and elegant women in the world because only 10% of people in America even had a passport in those days. I think, by the way, it's only about 20% now. You know, most Americans don't, they don't travel. They don't leave. They don't. Do they? They don't, they don't, they don't they, they, why do they have to? If they want sun, they go to Miami or California. If they want snow, they go to the Rockies. But anyway, the point of the story is, in the 60s, when Pan Am was the most famous airline in the world, Pan American Airlines, um, the women hostesses were the, the most glamorous girls, more glamorous than pop stars. Loads of businessmen in the 60s married Pan Am air hostesses. In fact, loads of leaders around the world, like the King of Jordan and uh, guys in the Middle East and all this, married Pan Am air hostesses. They were seen to be the most glamorous women in the world. And there's a show coming on, which uh, it's a bit like um, Mad Men, OK? You know, Mad Men is the advertising thing, you know, and the lady there with a the very voluptuous figure, whose name mm-hmm. I can't remember, but, I mean, she's an ideal first Mrs. Parry, by the way. Yeah. I, like, I like ladies with voluptuous figures. If she's listening. Um, yeah, if she's listening. Please go, get in touch. Facebook.com forward slash the two mics. Uh, 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 it's, 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 it's like Lonely Hearts, the, isn't it? The, well, or at Mike Parry 8. That's, that's my Twitter address. If you, if you want to come direct, you know what I mean? Don't get him involved. Um, and, uh, <laughs> and, and the voluptuous... I could choose for the, you. The, I could sift them. Don't get anywhere near it. Don't get anywhere near it, mate. Uh, so, why am I talking about Pan Am women, uh, yeah, because they're about this program. That's this program, right? That's coming on. By the way, you know why Mad Men is called Mad Men, don't you? It's no. not to do with people being mad. It's because the advertising industry in New York was based on Madison Avenue. Oh right, right? Did you get that? 
Yeah, you just know everything, don't you? you? Did you did you not even know that? No, I didn't. You live a very sheltered life down on the south I'm coast. I'm not the though, brightest. I have to say, I'm well, not the well, brightest. Well, that's that's a true statement you've made in a long time. <laughs> Academically, you I'm you sorry. You certainly are, are, are not the brightest. So, um, so <laughs> I would be sad. Anyway, look, 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 look. This all got round to harvest festivals and all that. That's where it all started. But, and phone uh, boxes. Yeah, well, the phone boxes uh, theory is this, right? Now, and and this is this is to try and make a contribution to the well-being of society. Now, phone boxes are irrelevant these days. I don't know anybody who hasn't got a mobile phone. Do you? Mm, yeah, my mum and dad. But well, my mum hasn't, would, but no. my mum, uh, God bless her, is uh, coming up to 80. She doesn't want a mobile phone. She's got all sorts of other forms of communication anyway. We keep in touch yeah. with her, obviously. So, mum and dad, my mum and dad are not yeah, interested uh, in mobile okay. phones. But, uh, as well, my mum never uses a phone box because she doesn't, you know, because yeah. she has a phone at home and she wants to make contact with anybody, she phones from home. So, what I'm saying is... There are literally thousands of phone boxes in this country which are irrelevant pieces of equipment. So what I think we should do is, what I think we should do is, is this. I think you should take the phones out of them mm-hmm. and make them useful for something else. Now, what? W- well, I thought they could be one-man churches. <laughs> no, 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 Mike, I'm, I'm absolutely serious. You one see, yeah, one-man church. Because, because look, what I'm, what I'm thinking is this. What I'm thinking is this. You know that in the Catholic faith they have the confessional box, right? Oh, yeah. Why can't they be like that? You see, see, going to church means that you have to get up on a Sunday, you get yourself showered, you get in your car, you drive to church. Most people don't walk to a church. Most people don't live within walking distance of their church. Right. Most people drive to it, right? And then the ceremony or the, the Sunday morning service goes on for an hour. Then you put a few bob in the old collecting box and all that kind of stuff, you know. Take a bit of butter. Yeah, take a bit of butter. jam. Yeah, yeah. Shake hands with the vicar. Tell joint them, of beef. Yeah, tell them, tell them you're coming next week. Potatoes. Yeah, that's right. So what I'm thinking is this. Um, you could make uh, going to church a five-minute thing rather than a two- or three-hour thing, yeah. and then many more people would uh, come back to the Church of England. So these phone boxes, which are phone boxes now, could be the same and have a door with a strong spring on it, but you go in and you just, like, flick a switch saying occupied and you say a prayer or something <laughs> like, like that. Like a toilet engaged. No, 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 no. You, you could say, you know, um, what's another word for praying? It's... Um, uh, you know, something like um, you know, religion in attendance or something like that. You know what I mean? And 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 by the way, by the way, what you could do is you could uh, you could have. Ju- what world are you in? No. We said this last week. No, it's no, uh, hang on, Mike Perry. World. <laughs> hang on. What's impractical about what I'm saying? Well, let me. You just see, go. it's all very well to no, want, no. Mike, but have you the, got a better thing, idea? Have you got a better thing, idea? No, no. Mm-hmm. The thing mm-hmm. I quite liked about when you talked about it was a bit like a confessional box. Where I lived, I lived on quite a rough council estate as a kid in Southampton. Mm. And uh, we had a, a Catholic church near us, and the confessional box mm. there was a sign four items or less, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, so that's I'm where quite... they got the idea from in the supermarket. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 that's where it mm. all began. I see. And so, so I can sort of see that, but mm. just this one man church yeah. thing. This one, where's the vicar? Well, you don't need a vicar. Your, your religion is a relationship between you and the Almighty, whoever your Almighty is. Yeah. So in the Islamic faith, people um, they they have a prayer mat. Perhaps so, you could phone the vicar. Have you never seen? They a... could do phone services. No, no, no. Well, what you mean? You leave the phone here. No. Hello, just, Rev. You hey, ring Rev. in. Hey, Rev. Give us a give us a prayer, will you? Okay, <laughs> let's go. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. I'm not mocking here, but I can I can see the benefit. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> phone the vic or something like that. Phone the vic. Phone the vic. Yeah. You get the Queen Vic, Phil Mitchell. Hello, <laughs> yeah. oh, Phil Mitchell. Yeah, yeah. All right, bruv. Yeah, but uh, I mean, for instance. Um, Bus drivers in certain parts of the country, which are, um, uh, you know, where people follow the Islamic faith, they have prayer mats in their bus. So, so during the break, when the bus stops, they get the prayer mats out and they, they, they pray to Mecca. 
so they are, you know, they're constantly aware of the fact that they want to pursue their faith. Mm-hmm. So I think people, you see, the problem is, the problem is, Mike, Church of England churches are emptying. They're emptying. And if, if we were as um, committed to our faith as, as most Islamic people are to theirs, because Islamic people uh, have very strong faith, I've noticed normally, then, you know, Church of England churches would be full. And if Church of England churches were fuller, I think society would be a better place. They're only people... full when they do stars on Sunday, isn't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. But people would live by when more Christian When the TV values. cameras turn up. You see, you see, do you describe yourself as a Christian? Are you a Christian? Uh, no, I don't think I am. Well, you see, how can you say that? You, Christian values mean you don't go around murdering people, presumably, yeah, right? No. That you you respect your parents. Yeah. That you uh, you don't uh, have envious eyes for your neighbour. Yeah. Uh, cover thy neighbour. Uh, uh, co- co- cover thy neighbour. You say. So I saw a ripple go through your face <laughs> then when I asked you that question. Hope the uh, hope Mrs. Osman's not listening. And uh, and all those sort of things. That means you are a Christian. That means you are a Christian. No, it doesn't. Christian. It just it does. means I have certain values in life. doesn't it's make a me a Christian. Christian. It's Christian I'm not, not religion. I believe in something, but I don't yeah. know what I believe in. Oh, I think there is something, but I don't know me. what it is. That doesn't surprise me. Anyway, look, all, all I'm saying is is that I, I believe that can be done. And then you're utilising empty phone boxes at the same time as encouraging people to pursue their faith. Answer is cleaner high streets. Cleaner high streets. People won't chuck chips around if they think it's next to a church, will they? <laughs> will they? What are you laughing at? <laughs> What's the problem? I'm telling. I'm telling you. I'm t- I just I, don't know where you come I, from. I, I honestly I haven't got a clue. I, I honestly Not believe. A clue. I believe people will have more respect for the high streets. I if believe they, if they if they think that the the shadow of the Almighty is cast children down of the world. Do not cast street. your chips by this phone box <laughs> or beer bottles. You know what I'm talking about. You know. A drunk, a drunk comes along, got a got a hamburger in his mouth, you know, and all of a sudden, yeah. oh, I like this hamburger, whoosh, you know, throws it away, hits a shop window, smears down the window, looks revolting. But you know, I'll tell you what, would, he, he wouldn't would, do it near it would, a phone box if he <laughs> thought it was a church. Well, if the also so what are we going to do? Put little steeples on? No, a little cross on the top. No, just a little, a little cross, cross, just a little cross on top of the on the <laughs> yeah. phone box to indicate it's a you know a place a place of worship. And by the way, it the can church be a place of, of BT. It can be a place of worship to any religion, I think, because. Because, uh, you know, and I'm, I'm, I know, I'm only laughing because you're mocking it. Because I believe that it should be multi. I think we should be multi-faith anyway. Yeah. And accept everybody else's faith. That's what yeah. I think. That's what I think. I, I, I think it's a great idea. I mean, I, I, I don't expect somebody like you to embrace it. Because no, could you see, can be sure of that. I could see you have... You'd uh, make a very good vicar, you. you know, uh, do you know what? I would. And do you know what? They're shorter vicars. Now, re- funny enough, I read this the other day. The Church of England... The Church of England is short of vicars. They're looking for new vicars. Yeah. And do you know I thought to myself? Now, when I do go to church, right, what's the one thing I really concentrate on? Go on, what's the one thing I concentrate on? Sport. No, I concentrate on the sermon. Now, why do I concentrate on the sermon? Do you know I concentrate on the sermon? Because you and I are pretty much off the cuff when we sit down and have a chat on yeah. a radio show or something like that, you know, and uh, and, and, and the idea is we... we Pluck them out of fresh air, don't we? You know, you do. Certainly, you pluck yours out of fresh air. I don't know where you yeah, pluck yeah, your yeah, yeah. ideas but, from. But, uh, <laughs> but, but what, what I'm saying is. I see that vicar and he gets up in sermon and I always give the vicar marks out of 10 for the sermon. Yeah. So, for instance, on the way out, when you're shaking hands with the vicar, I always say, OK, Vic, four. Uh... <laughs> no, I do, no, I do, I do. Or, um, and, and, and the vicar looks forward to it now. Six. Yeah, yeah, I do. And sometimes... Seven! Yeah, or some, so, Strictly come dancing. Do you know what? The vicar, 
Ireland. The vicar loves it on the days when when he's standing there and the congregation's leaving. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes I'm not first out, but I like him to know what I think. So if I'm in the queue and there's twelve people in front of me, I hold up both hands and flash <laughs> fingers like that. Indicates a ten. You see what I mean? He's happy with a ten, the old <laughs> yeah, vicar. Yeah, yeah. So, so you see what I mean? Like uh, just to uh, just to let our listeners know what I'm doing. I'm flashing up my hands here, like yeah. five in each, you know. And I give him that, and he sees me coming towards him, and he knows it's a ten. It makes his day. I bet he, it does. He, does. he goes home for lunch with his family. He said, oh, I've got a 10 out of 10. Well, if you give him day. two. Uh, well, it's not a good day for him. But sometimes I do. Because I believe that, you see... I, 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 I believe. I, I believe. I believe, Reverend I, Perry. I, I, Let me hear I, you I, say, no, yeah. No, no. I think, I think the, the vicar is in a very powerful position there, just like you and I, you know, convey thoughts down mm-hmm. the airways and that kind of stuff. He's got the ability to convey his thoughts to a uh, congregation. And it's very important to the people in that congregation that get the right message. So I believe that vicars who deliver poor sermons should be marked down. I think what should happen is, you know the way that referees at football matches have an assessor, right? <laughs> right? No, no, they do. I think there should be an assessment panel for the... the for the uh, vicar. For the, yeah, I do. Yeah, for the sermon. I do. And, and bad sermoners, bad, you know, bad sermon deliverers. Bad sermoner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad sermon deliverers should be... Uh, you have sinned. Yeah. You are a bad sermoner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I, th- I I think they should be rotated around churches and been told that wasn't a good sermon. Back to basics, you know what I mean? And because get- yeah. I think it's one of those. Should powerful- we have font line technology? Font line technology? No. Do we Don't- need it in churches? See, taking the mickey again. <laughs> taking the mickey. Also, also, I'm, also I'm I do have to say though, I think what? you'd make a very good vicar. Well, I think I would, and and yeah. you know what? You know what? You would have a very big congregation. You know when, uh, especially we'll, in a phone box. Well, are you ever thinking of retiring? Do you think you'll ever retire? Uh, yeah, of course I will. Well, I don't think I will retire. I think I'll always, always want something to do. Now, I've thought in the past. I thought maybe I could write some scripts for people or something like that. Yeah. You know, but then I thought actually I could be a lay preacher and do a great sermon. My sermons would be absolutely dynamic. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely dynamic. I would say to people, remember. We've all got a guardian angel sitting on our shoulder. Do you believe you've got a guardian angel sitting on your shoulder? Well, they do say you've got a guardian angel and a devil, don't they? Uh, I don't know about the devil thing, but I'm, got, I am go convinced. Go on, dude, go on, go I on, am, go on. I, no, I, no, I am, no, no, no. I'm convinced since I started going back to church about two, three years ago that... Uh, I, I, you see, I don't know why you... See, <laughs> no I don't believe a word you no say. No good talk to you about it. I, I believe we've all got a guardian angels. I can illustrate in all sorts of ways... You know, I've told the famous story about the keys I couldn't find, and all of a sudden I went from one room to another, and then I thought, no, I'll go into the back room, which I hadn't been in for a year. And I picked up three sort of piles of newspapers, and the keys I was looking for were under there. Well, to... isn't that just a case of that's where you left them? Well, yeah, but They're why? They're always why? where you left them the first time. But, but I would never have left them in the back room under a pile of newspapers. So but, what but... are you saying? They just... No, I I must have put them down there whilst I was, you know, cleaning that room or, or, or putting something into and what, that room. And the guardian angel, angel directed De- you to your lost keys. Definitely. I, I, I really believe that. I really believe that, you know. And, uh, and, and and these things happen in all sorts of mysterious ways. Have you never, Mike, have you never had the situation where I had it once when I landed at Atlanta Airport and I had like uh, 17 minutes from getting off the plane from Fort Worth, Dallas, to getting onto the plane to New York or something like that. You know what I mean? I had mm-hmm. to swap planes. And it's it's a most massive airport, Atlanta. It, it, I think it's the biggest inland airport in the world. It's got two runways which are parallel, and planes take off on those parallel runways all the time. It's a fantastic thing to see. You're sitting on your plane, and you look at another plane about three or 400 yards away. It's also taking off. Anyway, the point of my story is this, that, uh, yes, so... I don't think so, there is a point. So, yes, there is, yeah. So I get off the plane, and... Atlanta Airport is massive. I mean, it's bigger, I would say, than... Well, when you land... Your house. 
Oh, it's bigger than my house, obviously. When you land, it's, it's like being on the M25. You you know, it's it's so massive. Well, you it, don't go anywhere. Well, like a car park. almost. And do you know what? I got off that plane and I thought, if I miss this connection to New York, I'm absolutely finished. I have to get back to New York for some particular reason. Uh, I, you know, I'm completely knackered. What am I going to do? Couldn't work out at all where I had to go. There's like 11 terminals. In each terminal, there's 27 gates. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Some unknown reason... For some unknown reason, I sprinted off when I got off the plane in one particular direction. Sprinted? You? Sprint, yeah, sprinted, yeah. Straight to the gate that was the plane going to New York and made it by five minutes flat. How about that? Okay. What, without reading the sign? Without reading the sign. You just found yourself there. I, 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 for some unknown reason, there was some force. You know, there was, force there was, is strong. <laughs> force. force is strong, and, uh, Mr Perry. And, and uh, people Luke thought I was mad and I just Skywalker. went, I just, you know, just give it this through the airport yeah. and I got to the gate. But anyway, um, point of my story is, point of my story there is. There is no point. Yeah, here, Again, there is no point. I think we all have a life force and therefore if I was, if I was uh, if I retired, I'd become a lay preacher and I would uh, I'd give the sermon. But I would also, do you know what I'd do? You know, you see these nutters on street corners and they're reading up from... Or in studios. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're reading from a Bible, aren't they? Reading from a Bible. You, know, oh, yeah. you mean like Speaker's Lord. Corner in Hyde Park yeah, and bit, stuff uh, like that? a bit like that, but you, but you see them in other places. Now, I'm not, I'm not mocking these people because obviously they're, they're, they believe they're doing right. Oh, it happened on a train. Have you ever had it on a train? No. When a guy suddenly stands up and says, Ladies and gentlemen, please listen to me for seven minutes. I want to tell you about the will of God and all that. I've got quite a bit of sympathy for those people because they think that they're doing good. In fact, they're just irritating people going home. But what I'm saying is, uh, as a lay preacher, you could write a sermon and, uh, and mine would be dynamic. They'd be different. I believe people would come to that church just to listen to my sermons. That's what it's all about, don't you think? I don't, I don't think Vickers try hard enough to, to make a sermon fantastically, you know, interesting and, not and enough, invigorating. Not enough effort. This, this comes back to your assessment then. Well, exactly. Your assessment and marks. Exactly. So, so maybe have... there's something in there. Yeah, I totally agree. You'd have an assessor there, and if you didn't do it right, uh, you wouldn't do it at all. For your free matched bet, go to paddypower.com forward slash two mics. That's two as in the number two, T-W-O, not as in two woo. Terms and conditions apply. Predictions, Okay. Yeah. Now, uh, we do predictions uh, each week on the football matches. I'm going to read... Well, I'm last week. I'm about to tell you. Last week, the predictions went like this. Mike Parry wins 7-4 based on one point for a result. That's a humiliation. And two points for an exact score, Okay. I'm sorry to all the listeners who followed my predictions. Okay. now, you are lucky because uh, coming up uh, at the end of this week, there are no Premier League Championship fixtures because it's International Week, Okay. Yeah. England are playing Montenegro on Friday night. And, of course, uh, there are Rugby World Cup fixtures. And I honestly believe... I'm going to take an hammer. You're, yeah, but you're an experienced sport journalist. I'm just a fan who knows nothing. Well, you should know more than me, then. You should get the, from the gut feeling. Right, first of all, next week's fixtures in the rugby. Ireland versus Wales. Do you know anything about rugby? Yes. Right, come on, Ireland-Wales. So, Wales. predictions. Yeah. Here we go. Ireland-Wales. Yeah. I'm going to go for... Oh, this is such a tight game. Yeah. I'm going to go for an Ireland win. Yeah. I'm going to go for an Ireland win. There you go. See? Right, OK. Next one, England-France. Oh, England win. I'm England going for England win. win, but only because I won't go against England my win. own that, team. That, for me, is the big one. Get on paddypower.com forward slash two mics and get your free match bet hey. on England to win. Yeah, you're absolutely right. That is absolutely right, the free match bet. Right, South Africa-Australia. Oh, that's another tight game, but I'm going for Australia. I'm going for South Africa. So, no, so you're no, going... Nothing. 
Oz win. I'm going South Africa win. Right, New Zealand v Argentina. All blacks all the way. It's got to be, hasn't it? All blacks all the way. And the great thing about the Wales-Ireland game yep. is that if England beat France, if Ireland beat Wales, yep. then England will play Ireland. That's right, yeah. Now, that's where I think we might see a bit of an upset. Yeah, so England-France is a quarterfinal, right? Yeah. Ireland in the semi-final. No reason why we can't go all the way, except, I think, discipline off the field. I mean, I think it's disgraceful. The Giving way away too many penalties. Well, still, I don't care still about doing that. it. What about the way they're disgracing the country down there? I don't there? care what they're doing. Well, I do. They're winning. Let me tell you this. If these, were, if these were footballers that have then, been sent home by now, uh, I mean, I think... No, don't talk I, rubbish. I, I, listen, let they're me... They're winning. Let, well, I wouldn't listen, have Listen, if, if they beat France, if they beat France and then get through to the semi-finals against either Wales or Ireland, yeah. the country will have I'm forgotten not sure have brought them home, all this salaciousness. I, I, I'm telling you, I'd have swapped about six of the players by now. I'd have gone Would to you? the International Rugby Football Union and said, look, these guys are... They're disgracing their their country I want them back and I want to bring replacements out for them seriously I would I feel that some of the behaviour has been absolutely disgraceful I've been ashamed to call myself an Englishman very few times in my life but the behaviour of these boys down there and I'm really serious about this Mike is utterly see. disgraceful I can see his absolutely. face he's really really no, serious it's damnable it's damnable right let's go to the uh, the football fixtures right Montenegro versus England uh, England win oh, yeah. you want to score don't you yes please 4-0 uh, England 4-0 I'm going to go England 2-0. Right. Uh, well, Switzerland, please. 2-1 uh, Switzerland. Yeah, I'm going to go 0-2 Switzerland. You're going 1-2. Uh, Wales 1, Switzerland 2. I'm going to go Wales... Uh, what did I say? 0. Uh, Switzerland 2. Yeah, uh, Andorra, Republic of Ireland. That's 0-4 for me. Uh, I'm going for 3-0. Uh, 3 0 Republic. 3 0, okay. Andorra 0, Republic 3. Yeah, uh, Liechtenstein and Scotland. Scotland 2 0. I'm going to go uh, 1 2 to Scotland. You're going to go 2 0 Scotland. 0 2. And Northern Ireland versus Estonia. Oh, I'm going to go Estonia yeah. 2 0. Estonia. Yeah, 2 0. Uh, well, Estonia to win 2-0. Yeah. Mm, that's not a bad bet. I'm going to go for a surprise Northern Ireland victory, 2-1. Uh, um, I was at the uh, I was at the Ireland-England game, Northern Ireland-England game when we got beaten over there 1-0. Mm-hmm. And what a fiasco that was. I mean, that night, David Beckham, who, by the way, I've got huge admiration for. What a, what a man to have made what he's made of his life. Great you know, play. This, this boy comes from an East London council estate. Mm-hmm. He's now the most... He's one of the most famous men in the world. You know, yep. alongside Nelson Mandela... I'm mm-hmm. getting a bit worried about your impersonations of him. Alongside President Bush, alongside the Holy Father, as I call him. Barack Obama? No, that's the, he's the President of the United States of America. I know he is, yeah, but is he as famous as Barack, is he? Well, I'm talking he's about the Holy, the, me. the Holy Father is the Pope. Yeah, I know who he is. Tiger Woods. Tiger? David Beckham. He's about the sixth most famous man in the world. How about is that? he? Yeah, don't you think so? I Who's don't more, know. Who, I don't go on, know. you name somebody, uh, in addition to the list I've named, more famous than David Beckham. You can't. Paul McCartney. Can't. Paul McCartney, I agree with. Thank you. Mick Jagger. See, you did talk Paul McCartney and Mick Jagger, I'd, I'd agree yeah. with, yeah. Uh, but not after that, nobody. Nobody. Bobby Charlton, maybe? No, no, not Bobby Charlton. For your free matched bet, go to paddypower.com forward slash two mics. That's T-W-O as in two, not as in the number two or two-o-two-oo. You know the deal. Terms and conditions apply. 